Good day. You're listening to Free City Radio. I'm Stefan Christoph. Thanks for tuning in. This is the 188th edition of the program. On the show today, we are going to be featuring a conversation with Andrea Alvarez Bermejo of the Orchestra Experimental de Instrumentos Nativos. That's the Orchestra of Experimental Music of Indigenous Instruments. Andrea shared a performance in Montreal this past year and this project really is centered on highlighting indigenous instruments from the nation Bolivia but also thinking about uh, indigenous instrumentation across the Americas and thinking also about the cultural representation of the indigenous instruments uh, within uh, spaces around the Americas. So this ensemble is particularly focused on giving space to indigenous musicians to create and play music with instruments that speak to indigenous culture. And I think the project's really powerful specifically because it uh, gives space to thinking about indigenous instruments and musicality, not in a historicized context, but thinking about it in the present. So um, I think that it really addresses the ways that indigenous uh, music and uh, cultural expression can often be romanticized as being something from the past. Instead, this centers very much uh, indigenous musical culture in the Americas as existing and the present within which there are continuing struggles for indigenous land rights and cultural expression. So here's uh, the conversation with Andrea for Free City Radio. Today, I think there's more um, direct engagement with voices from the Americas who are carrying musical traditions in your bodies, in what you do, rather than at least for a long time in Canada and the United States, there was sort of this colonial dynamic of people going to places in the Americas and registering sounds for people to quote-unquote discover. You're bringing these sounds with your own perspective and experience and embodying that process. So maybe that's just a starting point to introduce yourself and and sort of some of the context around the ensemble so please say your name and the ensemble that you're you're part of and why you're here in Montreal okay my name is Andrea Alvarez I am part of the chamber ensemble of the Orquesta Experimental de Instrumentos Nativos and basically we work uh, with traditional music First, approaching to this music and then codifying the sounds to make contemporary music. And uh, we are, the, the full orchestra has about uh, 24 members, or sometimes more, sometimes less. Uh, and we also have a, um, a formation program with kids that not always has uh, money to, to go, but sometimes we apply to pro another foundations and then we can get some money or the, the government maybe sometime we win some, uh, some money f from them. Uh, and we love that because uh, almost every member uh, was part of this program. Some of them, since they were really young, and some of them uh, entered, grown up, 
but they they made some uh, extra extra workshop or kind of thing just to get along. Um, many years ago, the members didn't uh, have uh, academic formation in music, reading music or that. Uh, so everybody learned from the traditional music and the, uh, the orality, because uh, in our culture, uh, the music is not written. So um, it passes just generation by generation. And uh, after some years, uh, we started to, to have new members that r had already formation in, in reading music. And they studied at the conservatory and the other institutes. And uh, now we have people with uh, both histories and uh, they have many tools and sensitivity with the music and uh, they are always open to, to try new things and that's because we practice traditional music. Respect. Yes. Respect. So I think um, maybe if we're thinking about just locating the context of what you said, can you, can you sort of like culturally locate us? Where, where are you doing this? And sort of some of the, 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 the geographical and cultural context. Okay, uh, we work at first uh, with um, music from the highlands of Bolivia, the Andean uh, part of Bolivia, but uh, specifically from La Paz. And now we are starting to go uh, farther. So we are learning now more music uh, from uh, the valleys and uh, we are starting to go uh, to another uh, uh, places, another communities. And that, that's awesome because uh, at first we, we just did uh, more Aymara music than anything else. And now we are, we are doing more Quechua music. So uh, it has differences, we understand that. And uh, it's awesome, it's great. Uh, uh, and we also work with um, a master that makes our instruments and uh, he's always talking, he knows everything, the, or the location of the music and the, what things are, are played in which time of the year. So it was, it was really nice meeting him. And, and he's also really open because he helps us to make instruments uh, that are strange, for example, just to make contemporary music. And if we say, we want this, but a half size, okay. and he does that. Uh, even even he doesn't understand really well, but he's always uh, he he come uh, he comes to our concerts sometimes, and he knows what we're doing. Cool. Mm -hmm. I think about like a lot of uh, programs that I've seen in the global south, where people are bringing instruments of the Western canon into like communities to quote unquote teach people music. This is a very different approach. Yes. Um, so, but I think it's a very important contrast because. Um, Often that sort of story of like, oh, these these class classical Western classical musicians going into a particular community, this is seen as progressive, but there's a whole colonial shape to that. Yes, yes, uh, that's really important. We have to think 
uh, from the music, from the traditional music, and not from the other side. Uh, but uh, we we have this uh, exchange that we make all, all the time with the composers, for example, and uh, with the music that's already written that I, we didn't know who how how it it, it really appeared. Uh, but of course, it was. Um, the, the approach of maybe someone, a Brazilian composer that came and listened and studied a little and yeah, uh, but it, it's also it's also really good music. It uh, and you understand then what I don't know what <laughs> a European composer thinks, what what things that the, the composer take with him to make his music, to, to translate to his language, because every composer has a, has a language and yeah. identities and things. And uh, it's interesting because we have uh, music composed by Latin American and by European composers, and they are all different all the time. Uh, but uh, the practice of uh, playing traditional music teaches a lot. A lot in terms of uh, the communication inside the group, the communication with the communities, uh, and uh, we are always learn. We learn some things just like leadership uh, and respect. Uh, and uh, new ways to to manage a group because now we are trying to do that uh, just in community <laughs> uh, but it's hard but uh, we had we needed to have a system to rotate the the leaderships and mm. the initiative initiatives of the people and uh, we are more open now and we are listening more also to the young voices of the group uh, and i believe now uh, the the whole group uh, transformed and it's really fresh now because we have people from many places and uh, almost everyone is so young is really young <laughs> uh, yes so locating us a bit more you talked about la paz so i'm picturing like the geography uh, and also like La Paz was one of the locations in Bolivia where indigenous people really took a strong stand in the early 2000s to demand a voice in the Bolivian context so could you talk a bit about why that what it means from that uh, context yes um, I believe we we identify uh, from our side we identify first with the sounds and with the music and with all the the things that the music teaches and uh, uh, everybody thanks to Evo Morales <laughs> that is a conflictive uh, leader uh, in our country but more uh, communities and more uh, syndicates uh, organized and uh, are, are, sh are now speaking loud mm -hmm. louder and uh, they they have earned places, mm -hmm. really 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 big places in in the in the government, let's say, and uh, but also uh, not from the top of the mm -hmm. uh, the, the organization, the social organizations, in, uh, uh, also around, also silently. Uh, women and uh, young person and uh, 
uh, all, all groups in society are, are finding uh, ways and uh, you have to be intelligent because uh, it, it you have to make just twists to to really say what you think and I, I like that everybody in Bolivia I, I think can can speak out loud and not be punished just to say what they think uh, unless you are a government member <laughs> of course um, but uh, yes and uh, we can do it through music we do it through music because it's a statement also yeah I mean there's so much there I, I think maybe just I'd like to go into that a bit more, but can can you describe a bit some of the instruments that you work with and sort of the the, the musicality, like sort of the, the the physical aspect of playing the music that you do? Okay, uh, we work at first. The first approach in general is with the pan pipes uh, that we name them sikus because it's the Imara name of the instruments, and we have many families, let's say, let many, many troops uh, of instruments that have many sizes and uh, different uh, colors and they are made of different uh, materials mm. also and uh, it's interesting because uh, days ago we we teached here, we had a workshop to, to play sikus and it always has to, to do something with your breath, with your cycles, yeah, with your uh, uh, how is the rhythm of your breathing and uh, and uh, I loved something that uh, a master told me uh, I, I think it was Vicente Torres the one that does our, our instruments that makes our instruments uh, is that when you blow something uh, of you goes inside the instrument so it's not just blowing away everything you are leaving a part of you there and it's really beautiful and we also have another instruments that are like vertical flutes or transversal flutes that are made of of course every every instrument is made with natural materials and bamboos most of the time different kinds of bamboos and it's beautiful because the other instruments need and um, a kind of different uh, way of communication because in Sikus we have uh, a concept that's really important that you have two parts. First, Arcaira, then you have uh, sections like the middle uh, size, the big size, and then the small range. And uh, you, you, you dialogue between them between you, uh, you with your pearl, then with your section, then with the troop, then with the, the people around, because it always has to do with the people that listen. Um, so these are sections within the ensemble that you're describing? Uh, in the troop, but they are not closed, and it depends on the music, uh, how much uh, music musicians you need for, uh, for one section or another section, it depends so on the music. Yes. And everybody can shift uh, if in, this, in the size that we have, that the names are Arcaira. You can be Arca, you can be Ira, at first in the pair. Then you can be Sanka, that, that's the, the, the bigger uh, instrument, or maybe Malta, that's the medium, or Chuli, that's the small. And you can rotate all the time. It depends on the troop. 
if we need someone someone to uh, play in the big instrument and there isn't the person you can't do the music so we have to change oh. uh, but uh, I believe I feel also and uh, some uh, people told us in the countryside that uh, sometimes you you are you have a personality and for example you are Ira you, the the Iras are the the ones that usually start the the, the phrases let's okay. say not always <laughs> but they start the phrases or they play on time and the arcas are uh, are the ones that follow the ones that that uh, respond the the ans answer the the, the first uh, phrase let's say or the first sound and uh, maybe i feel for for example that i'm arca i i love to play arca because i love to answer things just react to to the other sound nice. but i like first listening and then playing oh. but it's not always like that yeah. <laughs> of course but uh, it's some kind of uh, um, personality let's say of the <laughs> of the of the parts and in the vertical instruments we don't have that but we have to dialogue because we need to breathe and we have to to make the phrases sound great and we need sometimes to cut uh, maybe one phrase but we have to dialogue and listen when the other person is breathing so we can complete the the whole piece and not necessarily saying you play that and I play the, the other and then not, it's not close. We, we, I just listen and maybe the next, uh, the next time because the music is played once and uh, many, many, many times in cycles. And uh, every, every time we repeat the music, it changes. It's not the same. It's not the same because I, br I breathed in a different way or my, my partner did something different or I sustained the last, the last note so I can't start this, the, the next phrase and uh, it, it's really nice and with the time and with the repetitions you enter to um, uh, another level of communication and that's mm -hmm. non-spoken and that's also energetic. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yesterday you had a, we had an, uh, a concert at Ethel um, uh, Station, and um, the people was really receptive. So the group, uh, I don't know, we we uh, we were feeling the energy, and it just put us in another level. Just dialoguing, just uh, feeling the, the eyes, the attention, mm -hmm. and uh, it's important. Mm -hmm. And inside you feel something uh, that you play with the heart with your partner, mm -hmm. and then it, it uh, tra transmits to the people, and they receive that, and it's important. Respect. Yes. So we're really lucky because we're right now inside uh, you describing this contemporary music, uh, indigenous music of Bolivia. And it's uh, going to be great to hear a piece after this conversation. But um, so I guess just maybe on the last point, like thinking about um, the uh, music of the Americas and thinking about um, new projections. Because, you know, you talked about... Um, the changes that have happened in Bolivia in recent years. And there's maybe always like the obvious changes that you hear in the news, like, oh, this political leader 
is it, Evo Morales is indigenous and this has changed these things. But then at a grassroots level, there are changes that echo over many years and like over generations in a cultural level. And maybe I think it's important for people to understand how these like these changes that have happened in Bolivia are not just symbolic. They they have like deep cultural impacts. Yes, yes, they do. Um, for example, before the, the, the traditional autochthon music wasn't heard in the city. Um, and when you play, the, let's say, a siku that's um, more uh, uh, in folklore, yeah. in, in music, uh, the groups were not well seen in the city. And let's say our grandparents, no, in in that uh, in that period. And then it was step by step, and uh, the people started to migrate to the city, and they started to took places in the society, uh, just like uh, um, workers in uh, in a small in a small uh, um, uh, let's say um, just simple simple works in 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 every in every manufacture or in uh, the. And the step by step now they are now owners uh, of enterprises uh, that make I don't know clothes or work with leather or sure. and now they are the, the they are more powerful than me <laughs> they they have a, a whole uh, enterprise and uh, that Im involves many generations in their families the, and uh, that changed also and. Uh, uh, I think the government uh, or the municipality in in, in La Paz uh, had a program where they they put some money to to give just like a contest of uh, the communities and uh, once a year they they broke the communities from the countryside and they played some some traditional musics mm. and i believe that was one of my first approach uh, close approach to the music just because i could see i could see the the these these uh, grandpas let's say because they we would call them like that the playing i don't know pinquillo but they did uh, just like a parade oh, okay. in the in the city so it was free for everybody and they, they entered and they, of, of course uh, they they choose uh, the winner and they give them some money and I don't know how much was it I don't that's know. not the important part. I don't know but they were in the city yeah. yeah in the middle in the center and it was also and you could see many musics after uh, I believe yeah they, they don't do that anymore maybe for, for pandemic or I don't remember when they, they stopped to do that but they also are doing that in the communities now so uh, it, it's working well I believe but some something that's not that good is that now they they participate because they want the money uh, and now they are changing something to look uh, more attractive. Maybe they put sure. another another clothes, uh, or or they play just the happy music, let's say, sure. 
uh, to win the prize. But uh, you have you, that's why you have to go to the community when it's the the festivity, the anniversary of the community, and then you can learn from first hand how is the music really in the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, we'll play some of your music now, and so thanks for the conversation, and at least to open a little window into your musical world. Yes, thanks, thanks to you. Cool. That was a conversation with Andrea Alvarez Bermejo of uh, an ensemble that is based in La Paz, Bolivia, Orquestra Experimental de Instrumentos Nativos, the experimental orchestra of indigenous instruments. Um, it's just an awesome and important project of cultural expression for uh, indigenous musical expression. So thank you so much to Andrea for um, being on the program this week and also to Peter uh, and Danielle uh, in Montreal who helped arrange this interview. This has been another edition of Free City Radio. We broadcast weekly and air on CKUT 90.3 FM at 11 a.m. on Wednesdays, on CGLO 1690 a.m., also in Giorgiage, Montreal, on Tuesdays at 1 p.m., on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at 11.30 a.m. on Wednesdays, on CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria, B.C. on Wednesdays at 9 a.m., on Saturdays at 7 a.m. also on CFUV in Victoria, and on Met Radio 12.80 a.m. in Toronto at 5.30 a.m., on Fridays and now on CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. You can find our archives at soundcloud.com slash freecityradio. And we are also a podcast. Look us up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for being with us and we will be back next week. I'm Stefan Christoph. Take care.